genre. We are Scott Pilgrim Minute, and we're here to make you think about Scott Pilgrim versus the world one minute at a time and stuff. I'm Scott Corelli from Cornetto Minute. I'm Gary Roby from Harry Potter Minute. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson from Lord of the Rings Minute. I am Nick Jimenez from The Doctor's Companion. I'm Brian Green, and I play Zelda. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, this is the inaugural Scott Pilgrim Minute podcast, the uh, Patreon-exclusive show that we're going to be doing during the uh, hiatus um, on Cornetto Minute. So... Welcome, everyone. If you're hearing this because it's dropped in the Cornetto feed, this is the only episode you're going to get for free. So enjoy it while it lasts. And if you're a patron, thank you. You're such you're the best people. Yeah, for as little as five dollars a month, you know, you could be getting not just this, but literally over 100 episodes of, of pretty evergreen content. Indeed. We like we like for the Patreon stuff to be. You know, we make it knowing that people could be listening to this long after we're dead. Or yeah. like, <laughs> oh my <before>. god, <laughs> <laughs> it's very dramatic. And the best I jump, part about I jump the... to the most, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or like and, uh, you know, the heat death of the universe. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. Does Patreon keep the account alive after you're dead? Mm, uh, maybe, but probably not when the universe is dead. Yeah. Maybe, maybe not then. Okay. I don't know. But uh, anyway, so we are um, that, and, and the best part about the Patreon episodes is we won't talk about Patreon anymore. It'll just be, <laughs> we just, yeah. We, yeah, it's great. We don't have to sell anything. Those mm-hmm. are those are fun. So anyway, we are here to talk about Scott Pilgrim versus the World, which is the uh, the the Edgar Wright film based on the Brian Lee O'Malley graphic novel. Uh, we're not going to talk about a minute of the movie today, but what we are going to talk about is, uh, how we found the movie or came to the movie or came to the comic or whatever. Uh, and maybe talk about, uh, we've got the the little animated short that, um, Adult Swim put together that we're going to talk about as well later on. But, uh, we should start with, um, one of the non-Cornetto people. Uh, Brian, no one knows who you are. Um, <laughs> Aww. No. <laughs> no, yeah, you've you been on Cornetto no, a couple no, of it's times. An <laughs> it's an opportunity. Yeah, yeah. It's true. Um, earn your, earn your keep, sir. I found Scott Pilgrim. I, I, I had never heard of the books, never heard of the movie until I saw the trailer in theaters. And I feel like this was back, yeah, this was back when Michael Sarah was just, was hot and he was, you know, it seemed to be in everything at that point. Mm. And so I seemed to enjoy everything he was in. I saw the trailer for the first time in theaters and I feel like I was watching this trailer for six months before it actually came out. Mm-hmm. I feel like it was playing for forever, but I can't imagine it was quite that long. But when it came out, I, I was super excited for it. I was, I saw the trailer and it's like, okay, cool. I need to check this out. I did some research, found out about the books, went and found the books, read all of them, except for the one that wasn't out yet just devoured them. You know, I think I read them all within three days, something like that. Um, I was living at the time I was living down in San Antonio. Uh, but all my friends from college, uh, 
like we, my friends and I, we had just graduated college, so we're pretty much perfect age for this movie at this point. You know, early twenties. Didn't have a job, so I was living with my dad and stepmom. And uh, Alamo Draft House in Austin was promoting the hell out of this movie. They they take movies under their wing and essentially say, "Go see this movie." So I really wanted to go see it, and I was really excited for it. Well, they were doing pre-release screenings of them. I got to see it before the release, before the official premiere, actually. My friend and I, we waited in line, I think, for about three, four hours to get in. We were literally in the last five people to get into the theater. We didn't get to sit <laughs> next to each other. Yes. We were in the front row, and we, but we got in. Uh, I, have, I, have done, I, have, I have literally been that sixth person in that theater. Oh. And it, oh, it, no. it hurts. It hurts. I, I I really wanted to see a screening a young adult with mm. all of, with all the people, and they it sold out because they thought they were screening a Johnny Depp movie, and so like way way too many people showed up. Oh, <laughs> and and then had to watch Young Adult, which I'm sure was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Please go on. About a week later, they had the world premiere in 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 Austin. Whole mm. cast was there. Edgar Wright was there, and. My uh, my friend texted me. He said, "Hey, I got extra tickets for the premiere," and I was like, "Shit, I got I, I got I, I to go, got to go." And living with my dad and stepmom at the time, my my stepmom is a she is a very on edge person. I'll say, <laughs> and she said, "You're you're just gonna drop everything and drive up to Austin for nothing." I'm like it's the world premiere of this movie that I love and that I really want to see it. And she, she told me, no, no, you, you can't just leave your dog here. And like, I was like, I'll be home tonight. And she called my dad. My dad said, if you, uh, if he leaves, he's not going to get to come home. So I did not get to go see the world premiere of Scott Pilgrim. Tragic. So I, I, I called my friend saying, Dude, thank you for calling me. I, I I can't go. Later on, so they, they they go, they get in, they see it, they go over to the bar that's next door. It's owned by it's owned by Alamo called Highball, and mm-hmm. my friend texts texts me a photo, says I am five feet away from Anna Kendrick. <laughs> uh, and Brian, you're breaking I was my heart. the most upset <laughs> I've ever been in my life. It was so awful. My God. Uh, yeah. So that was my first experience with the movie. <laughs> was, uh, luckily, I'd already seen rough, it by man. that point, at the very least. <laughs> it's a movie that I've always loved. It, it was, you know, I, I knew Edgar Wright at the time. I loved him, and I was so excited when I saw the trailer because mm. I was, oh, okay, it's this American movie he's doing, and. Uh, it's about video games and comics, and I I was pretty psyched for it, and I, I fell in love with it. I I recently watched it at in the theater uh, maybe four weeks ago, and mm. I, I always thought that this might be a movie that I would grow out of at some point because once I got out of my early twenties, and it, no, it, it holds up, and I still love it. What about you, Cass? Um, I came to Scott Pilgrim uh, from the books. So I read all the books that were out at the time because I remember like the sixth one was going to be out like two weeks before the movie came out or something like that. Mm-hmm. It was really close. Um, my boyfriend at the time was like getting me into comics. So he was just like, you should read these. 
and I loved them and we went to go see the movie and because I had like binged read all of the books in preparation for the movie, I didn't like <laughs> the movie the first time. Um, and I think that was the first Edgar Wright movie I had seen as well. Uh, I don't, I don't know. Timelines are muddled because it was forever ago. Mm. But yeah, no, I didn't like it the first time. But the more I watch it, the more I'm just like, no, this is like a legitimately good movie. And I quote it all the time and I haven't seen mm-hmm. it in a while. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure I say it's milk and eggs, bitch, like at least once a week. So. <laughs> uh, you have to to be on this podcast. No, it's like yes. it's so so quotable and i'm really excited to dive into it because i haven't seen it in a while and i'm really excited to like kind of see how i relate to it now that i'm not fresh out of college Mm. or like in Mm -hmm. in the middle of college so i'm super pumped all right gary you're you're a book person too right um actually i didn't read i didn't read any of the comics until like well after i saw the movie oh um I started working at the movie theater I work at about like a couple of months before the movie came out. I remember seeing the poster. I don't think I ever saw a trailer for it, but we had the poster, the, the, it's an epic, epic of epicness. And he's like playing the bass and mm-hmm. it's, it's right. I'm, I'm looking at um, it right now. It's on my wall. Right there. <laughs> yeah. I had a, I had a friend of mine that I worked with who was like all about it and was just like, Oh my God, we're going to go after our shift. Like you should come with us. And I'm pretty sure, I think I said this when I was on Cornetto, I'm pretty sure this was the first Edgar Wright movie I actually like saw. I, I knew of Hot Fuzz and Shaun of the Dead, but I don't remember seeing them before seeing this movie. And I didn't know what to expect. I don't think I even saw a trailer, so I didn't know what it was about. And and I, I don't know, obs- quickly obsessed with it afterwards. It was one of those, like, I saw this movie and was just like, oh my god, I don't think I've ever seen anything like this before. Like, I didn't know you could make a movie like this. And uh, and so I watch it a lot. Like free movies is a great perk for working for a movie theater. So I, I saw this movie obsessively, and then as soon as it came out on, oh man, me and my roommate that I live with now, uh, she also really loves Scott Pilgrim. And I think we we bought the DVD when the DVD came out, and we watched it. I think every night for like a week. Oh my just god! Watching all the commentary tracks, watching the trivia things, like. The bonus content on the Blu-ray, I still don't think I've actually gone through all of it. I've, I've, and I've made an attempt. Um, I don't know. There's just a lot of really good stuff. And then in the last couple days, I've been like rereading all the comics. I think I did read them like not long after the movie came out. I like know I read the first few. I just finished book four today and was like, I don't think I remember this. So I don't know. I'm excited to get through. I'm going to, of course, before we start doing like minutes proper, I'm sure I'll finish reading them again. But I don't remember where the book ends versus where the movie ends. Like how the, it's going to be fun. I'm excited for it. Yeah. Yeah. Nick? Wow. 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 Well, it's it's a long story. And I've I've been thinking about it while while listening to you guys. I I, I guess Mm. The first event, of course, you know, like 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 most good things in my life, I, I think it did it did start with Scott, Scott. Uh, t- <laughs> telling me, Aww. telling me like, hey, maybe maybe it was like Ain't It Cool News or Slash Film was like, hey, uh, Edgar Wright is making this movie based on this book called Scott Pilgrim's Precious Little Life, and um, <clears throat> and then Scott was like, oh, you should read those, they're they're they're, they're flipping awesome. Can we curse on this thing? Yes. Uh, okay, cool. You, you you didn't say flipping. 
Uh, <laughs> um, and so I was at my favorite place in the world when I was in high school, the Borders. That is now a container store, and I've made peace with that. Um, and, <laughs> I miss and Borders. As luck would have it, I, there happened to be at that time uh, a, a copy of Scott Pilgrim's Precious Little Life, Volume One, that really slim little black and white, like a manga. Mm-hmm. And I was able to. This was the um, this was like the fall of '09, maybe the winter of '010, right? Right before the movie came out in August, and I slowly read, would go back like once every month or so, or probably not, maybe once every couple of weeks or so, back to that same Borders and bought all five then issues of, of volumes of Scott Pilgrim, and it was imagination expanding uh it, it was it was mm. crazy i just fell so wholly in love with that world and felt so connected to it and um <clears throat> you know saw myself and saw my friends and these character and these characters and it was like funny and sexy and like cool and like it was, you know it, it, it things that were cool back then were like so precious to you um and i became like a like a freaking like monk during the dark ages, I kept <laughs> I kept them all in my bag, and I would get and I would give them to my to my friends at school. It became my mission to get all of my friends into it because I knew that this movie was coming out in August, and it was our senior year of high school, mm. and I had this dream of all of my friends getting together right before we left for wherever in August, and got to watch Scott Pilgrim versus the World. And so I was like, I have a school year to get e- everyone on board with me <laughs> so that so that it'll mean mu- as much to them as it will to me, hopefully. So over the course of that school year, I just got like all of my friends into it. And we were like, oh, we're getting so hyped. And I remember in newspaper, we would go on Edgar Wright's blog and he would do this photo a day thing. And that and it was just a maelstrom of all of my pop culture obsessions. Mm. Uh, just coming and you know and i remember that was like the summer of scott pilgrim and sure enough uh the movie came out it was the day before i was gonna pack up the car and leave and all of my friends like watched the midnight premiere of this movie at our hometown theater and it's to this day it is the last time i i saw some of those people and i remember we were we were coming out of the theater and we were all kind of looking at each other and it almost kind of felt like graduation again but almost worse because we were like, well, this was the last thing. Uh, mm. and, and we got kind of like misty eyed and it was weird. So so I so it, it Scott Pilgrim, the movie and the books are very, I would say, on the level of like Harry Potter or like Buffy, you know, a, 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 a piece of my my heart is in that is in is in that movie. So, yeah, it's a, it's a favorite. And uh, on my wall right now, I have actually a art thing that's like Ramona dragging Scott through like the the sunken place now is what it looks like (laughs) Uh, but yeah so I I guess yeah so Scott Pilgrim very cool to me yeah I uh I found the first volume at a comic book store I think I was in Florida and just Mm -hmm. like needed I was just I think my dad was doing something at a different store and I'd like wandered over to a comic book store because I think I was visiting him for the summer. And this would have been like, I don't know, 2006-ish probably, mm-hmm. um, something like that. And I found the first 
graphic novel at this place because it just it it was in the manga section and I don't I don't read manga because it's like manga shaped. Mm-hmm. It's not actually manga, but um, it back then there know. was no hiding what you were reading. <laughs> yeah, mm. um, everyone so, be like that kid's reading freaking manga. Yeah. <laughs> so I. Well, <laughs> so I, I I saw it on the stand and the title of it just uh, stuck out to me. One, because the main character's name was Scott. And two, because it was like it was called Scott Pilgrim's Precious Little Life. Mm-hmm. I, was like, I was like, oh, that's that's interesting. I think at first I thought maybe it was some kind of like comic strip thing. Um, sure. Like a ghost did, world or a, or a uh, the one where the movie box office poison. Oh no no no! Like okay. a comic strip. Like oh, I thought it was. Okay. I thought it was like, like Bazooka co- Joe. Yeah yeah. I mean yeah. But, like Boondocks. You know or something. Um, yeah right. Yeah exactly. <laughs> uh, I thought it was like I thought it was like some sort of like um like a web comic or something mm, that sure. had been collected into a book. And uh, so I I picked it up and we just started flipping through it and I read through the whole first volume waiting for my dad. <laughs> and it was like, I need this. And so I bought that and the second volume was there too. Mm-hmm. And so I bought both volumes. And they were cheap. They were only like 10 bucks. They were less mm-hmm. than that at the time. Okay. At the time. Like mm-hmm. the first printing well, of, of I bought those them at Borders. <laughs> yeah. Well, 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 no, no. I mean they were cover priced. But like the okay, first yeah, yeah, printings yeah. I think were like $7. They were like yeah. six ninety nine. dollars um, They mm-hmm. were super, super cheap. And uh, so I bought the first two volumes. And then in the back of the second volume, it was like coming soon, volume three. Um and I, at that point, I was basically on board the Scott Pilgrim train and it was, it meant as much to me as a new Harry Potter book when a new Scott Pilgrim would come out. Sure. Yeah. Um, I would go to uh, whatever my local comic book shop was. Um, typically, at least one of them would have like a midnight release for a new Scott Pilgrim book. And so I would go to the midnight release and I'd get the new volume and I'd stay up reading it, you know, the hour or whatever that mm-hmm. it took me to read the new volume. Um, and then I'd be like, well, now I'm waiting like two years for another <laughs> one. Time, time, to, time to flip through this for the rest of the year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, I reread those over and over and over again because, I mean, they're such quick reads and sometimes I just want to dip my toe back in that universe. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I just loved it. And then at the same time, I was starting to build up my affinity for Edgar Wright with Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz. And when I found out that he was making the Scott Pilgrim movie, it was like, it was like, (laughs) it was like finding out news that was made only for me. Like it was just (laughs) one of those things where I was just like looking around, like, does any, no one else cares about this. I'm the only one. This is a big deal. I'm I'm the only person. (laughs) I would pay any amount of money to see young Scott's face. When he hears that <laughs> <news>. Yeah. <laughs> it was insane. It was completely insane. Um, and I think it was around that time that, yeah, I told, I told Nick, I was like, you, you have to read these. You would love these. Um, and so I, uh, yeah, I mean, I just got, I got really into them and I followed all of the, all of the behind the scenes stuff leading up to the movie. I mean, all of the, um, the photos of, uh, you know, they would do the cat, they would announce cast members by having the cast member hold up a picture of the character in front of their face. Oh, that's cute. And you wouldn't know who it was. 
He would just have to guess, but that's how they announced every single cast member in the movie. <laughs> that's cool. And it um, became like it became like the week of okay, who's next? You know? Yeah. Like, right. That's yeah, really yeah. It was cool. so it was so cool. Um, and I I I was so amped. And uh, by the time it was coming out in 2010, I had gotten a job at GameStop. Um, I was an assistant manager at a GameStop and. GameStop gives their employees perks a lot. And one of the perks that came up was that they had uh, tickets for the premiere because they were doing like pop-up premieres everywhere mm-hmm. with this. Mm-hmm. It's why this movie didn't make any money because they gave <laughs> gave all the tickets away. <laughs> and most people don't see movies more than once in the theater. Most people. What's wrong um, with those people? Yeah. It, they, I mean, we probably thing, have 30 screenings of this movie between the four of us or five yeah. of us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, and, well, the the uh, they, the same thing happened to Serenity. Like they gave it away to all the people who would have wanted to see it, who would have paid any <laughs> amount of money to see it. And then it came out and they were like, well, I already saw it, so I don't need to go. It's fine. Sure, and then sure. It, didn't it, make it any sort money. of became the legacy of Comic-Con was a movie would break Hall H. And then open at like three or four at the box office and be like, right. what, what mm-hmm. happened? We well, this all... opened at six. Yes. Number six. Yeah. Uh, it, op- it opened behind like. Eat, pray, love, expendables. Right. Um, it, it opened behind uh, <laughs> Inception's fifth weekend. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, like, yeah. Like I it, it opened bad. It opened really bad. Um, and I, so anyway, so they got these tickets and. 2010. I. I wouldn't shut up about right? this movie at work because it was like a, sure. it was a video game movie and it was a big yeah. deal. And I was like, you guys, this is going to be awesome. It's Edgar Wright. It's Scott Pilgrim's like this video game thing. It's going to be so cool. The trailer hit and I showed everybody that came in the store. I was like, this is going to be the most amazing <laughs> like video game movie ever mm-hmm. made. Everyone needs to go see this. My store manager got these tickets and he thought it would be a hilarious practical joke. If he gave away all of the tickets to everyone but me. Oh my god! <sighs> so that's messed up. He gave all, all the tickets away to everyone else at the store, and then they all came back and told me how amazing it was and how I was right, and I didn't <sighs> see it. I had to work. That's heartbreaking. That yeah, is this going to be stories of how we didn't get to go to the Scott Pilgrim? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh my god, no. that's messed up. That's sadistic. Yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> And you know what? That, Scott, this is that, why we both drink. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? And you know what? That store na- manager's name was Gary, but I'm not going <gasps> to hold it against you. I appreciate that. <laughs> there aren't many of us, and so I'm glad not to be lumped into that crowd. Um, so, uh, so yeah, no, I, I didn't get the Scott Pilgrim tickets. I did get 300 tickets, but... Uh. Eh. Uh, no one can see time. that shrug, Scott. <laughs> yeah, I worked there for like two years. Well, actually, I, I I left that store almost immediately after that happened. Yeah, I don't blame uh, you. I, I, yeah, I, going back I, from that. I transferred. I was like, can I get yeah. another store? Because this guy's a that's, like, I don't like this guy. It's a dick move. It's messed um, up. Anyway, oh, that's the worst. Yeah. So so uh, so that was that was like in June or July. I mean, they were early screenings. Wow. And Jeez. it didn't open until August. So I was like mm-hmm. just waiting around listening to them talk about how great Scott Pilgrim was mm. uh, around me on purpose. Um, and then uh, and then the movie came out and the movie came out and I saw it seven times in theaters. Um, I'm convinced that I single-handedly kept it in the theater that I went to all the time. <laughs> but I saw don't it seven the, times. Don't break the boy's heart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Well, because I saw it, I saw it four times. I think the first week it came out, and then at that point, mm. I just got determined. I was like, I'm going to go see it seven times, one for each Evil X. Yeah, uh, my God. and and mm. and when I got to the my my <laughs> when I got to my fifth and sixth time, I saw it back to back. I saw it the same day for the for the twins. Um, That's so fair. you're such yeah. a nerd. Yeah. That's Holy I know. shit! <laughs> Literally I know. just for you and God, like no yeah. one. <laughs> I know. No. And I guess us. Yeah, now, Scott, I'm, I'm, I'm sad it took us this long to meet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So, amazing. Um, so, yeah. So, I, I saw it seven times. And uh, I guess what the movie, I, you know, the first time I saw it, I, I think I had the same initial reaction that kind of cast did. Not that I didn't like it, but that I was like, it made me uncomfortable because it was not the comics. Yeah. It was a very different mm. experience. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know what to do with my hands. Um, mm. And then, and then I watched it again, and I was like, okay, I'm a little more comfortable with it. And I just, I basically just had to get to a point where I knew it so well you know, that you know, Scott Pilgrim versus the World. It really did, and still does, influence the way I think about adaptation. Um, mm-hmm. When mm-hmm. it comes to taking a thing that was in one medium and transferring it into another medium, I love how. A, from day one, there was a, a dialogue between Brian Lee O'Malley mm. and Edgar Wright that seemed so pure yes. and so special. And I love that the movie is a remix of the comics, mm-hmm. that it, it is seen as something you can hop over and live in movie world for a while, knowing the comic book Scott Pilgrim world is still there. I'm I'm in that too. I mean, I'm, I'm fine either way, but I'm in that two, three percent that would have been fine with him choosing Knives Chow at the end. Um, yeah, j- j- just uh, for the sake of like, this is the version where he chooses knives. You know, <laughs> I have so many things that I want to say after that, Nick. Like, of course. I'm on sorry. the one hand, I, I do. I, I'm this. I'm in the same place as you are. That like, I love that there is the ending, the cut of the ending of this movie where he ends up with knives. I love knowing that there's both choices. Yeah, you can watch it. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I, on the writer commentary that's on the Blu-ray track, there's quite a few moments where something comes up in the movie and it's either Brian Lee O'Malley or Edgar Wright saying like, I don't know whose idea this was first. I don't know if this was like a book thing or a movie thing first. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. love that. I love that. Like it became on both sides, the books and the movies, a very collaborative sort of they're influencing each other by the last couple of mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. And uh, I find that fascinating. I think that like, I don't know of another work of adaptation from like a book or a comic or something to the big screen that like that feels as faithful, even though you're I mean, granted, you're losing a lot going into the movie because you can't do you can't make a seven hour movie or sure, whatever it, it has takes to, to do experience. everything. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I love how um I don't know. I don't ever feel like I'm missing anything. And maybe that's because I watched the movies before I read the books. Mm-hmm. That I'm more familiar with the movie so, than so I am with the comics. You had an expanded universe waiting for you when you got home. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, I used to be the kind of person that was like, oh, movies, especially because I work both at a bookstore and a movie theater. Like, oh, there's a movie coming out. Like, I need to read this book before I see the movie. I think going the other way around is a lot better. I don't want to say better. That's like too objective. Well, it's like, but, it, it's, um, I'm trying to think of, you know, my... Uh, my mom saw Fault in Our Stars and then read Fault in Our Stars. And I, and I, sure. I remember for, for some reason that sticks out in my memory of like, oh, yeah, because it's like the the 
the, the, I think I, it's a better experience. Yeah, and I, I couldn't get through Game of Thrones, the books, simply because I was like, there's too many stories I don't know yet that I still need to read. Sure. Um, but Scott Pilgrim is unique because it, it like it, Scott said, it does take you like an hour. And that's a pretty loving yeah. hour. You <laughs> yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. That's taking your time to like look at all the panels and see all the little background stuff. And yeah. 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 It's uh, I mean, it's it's a really it's a special book. It's a precious little book. Um, (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, the and it became it really did infect every aspect of my life for a while. And, you know, Mm -hmm. so after I after high school, I then started meeting people in college, new people from all over the country for the first time. And Scott Pilgrim became the thing that I used to make new friends. Um, one of my first college adventures was going out to the town outside of ours because it was the only one playing the movie. And I saw it with these new friends. And it became like the bridge between high school Nick and college Nick, which Scott can attest are two very different people. Uh, <laughs> and like the soundtrack, like I, I can still listen to the soundtrack. And it, I don't think of the movie now. I think of restaurants and dates and adventures you know it it, so it it, it's weird how it kind of dug into every part of that brain Mm -hmm. yeah it's and and for me the the whole idea of the the movie with um the whole like scott going through a transition and and not really knowing what like getting over a bad breakup and dating someone that he shouldn't be dating because he doesn't really care that much about her, but it's easy and it's comfortable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And like that was something I was going through at that time and actually made me see it. Uh, it like watching, <laughs> watching the movie was like, it was just like, Oh, I'm, I'm dating a knives child. Like that's what I'm doing. Right now. <laughs> that's hardcore, man. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've, but but it was great because because of this movie, I broke up with her and I met Bethany like a <laughs> few months later, and aww. I've been with her ever since. So <laughs> yeah, so you know, yeah. There's so many moments. I think this happens a lot now that I've gone back and watched a lot of the Edgar Wright stuff. But I think specifically with this movie, it's like something that I tend to see myself in the characters a lot, like in that same way, dating someone and then telling someone, "Oh, you know, like it's just easy," you know, or like getting with someone that maybe wasn't anticipated or like someone you crush on, but you don't. And just being like, you know, like this is nice. Like I, I think I needed this, whatever this is like moments of things. Yeah. Maybe that's the secret sauce is, you know, when I'm reading the books or watching the movie, it does feel like I'm hanging out with friends, you know, Brian, Mm -hmm. Brian Lee O'Malley had this uncanny ability to take people from his life and, or maybe not even that, but the characters felt surreal, like Wallace mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. even the minor characters. Mm-hmm. And it felt so much the way that the people in your life when you're in your early 20s, it is very um, transient. You know? I think he's really good at that. Have you have any of you guys read any of the other Brian Lee O'Malley stuff? Like oh, Seconds everything. or Snob? Yeah. Okay. I, love, I love Seconds so much. Seconds, yeah. seconds is amazing. Is so no. seconds, I think seconds, that's a really I, good – Seconds is a dream uh, adaptation of Nick and I's. Like we we want <laughs> it's to make so that movie good. so bad. It's yeah. so good. I've only read the first volume of Snot Girl so far, and I'm not as interested it's, in it. It's not his. It's not his. He's not drawing it, so it's just not. The yes, same. exactly, yeah. exactly. I agree with you. Yeah. 
Yeah, um, I have a bad feeling that this might be doing this podcast. Is I, I don't own any of the color versions of the books. I know. It's dangerous. <laughs> I've been buying them one by one lately. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, I lost I, them. Well, I used to own them. You know, Aww. I I for a while, um, Scott Pilgrim wasn't a movie that I would throw on a lot, uh, mm-hmm. just because like I don't know. I was like trying to figure my life out. It just wasn't. <laughs> it just it just wasn't where I was. And it's it's really interesting. Um, you know, I've been watching it often uh, in preparation for doing this, and I'm watching it now. And one of the things that strikes me is like. Edgar Wright has always been known for really good transitions and things. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, you know, he, his pacing is always really, really good. Mm-hmm. Like really yeah. fast paced stuff. But none of it holds a candle to Scott Pilgrim. Um, Scott Pilgrim's no. transitions and and pace, it outpaces any of his movies. And the thing that really struck me watching it this time as a 32-year-old, I was uh-huh. like – Watching this movie is what it feels like to think about my 20s and how interesting and how I, I, I didn't do anything like I would just I would just I like in my mind, my 20s is like I would just sit around and then <laughs> three years passed. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I totally get that. Yeah. I totally get that. Just the idea of like I you know, you look back at your 20s like what the hell was I even doing? <laughs> like I feel like I didn't do anything in my 20s. Like <laughs> nothing happened. Uh and and that's what that's what watching this movie gives me that feeling of like oh that is what your 20s feels like because you are just going from memory to memory. Mhm. Yeah, and there's and no himself, transition between those things. And Scott himself is very much at the mercy of time, you know, in, in the books especially. Yes, because I am like, dying. Yeah, like, yeah, like, like, like months will pass by, and yeah. Scott will be like, right. or Scott will be like, "Ha, we're we're not like you know." There's that heartbreaking part where he's like, "Yeah, and the best part about hanging out, Kim, with us is there's no grown ups." And Kim's like, "Scott, we are grown ups. We're twenty three. <laughs> Oh. Now that you say that, I'm kind of afraid to revisit this um, because I mean I'm not out of my 20s yet, but I'm at the cusp of mm-hmm. that, uh-huh. and I haven't actually read the book since my terrible breakup. So I'm mm. it's going to be cathartic and fun. Yay! Sure. Friendship. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> my my, uh, my volume three was um, you know that dried wet that books can get. Yes. Um, you know, and yes. how it never really, it's always a little wobbly. Um, mm-hmm. My prom date was was reading it in the bathtub and dropped it. Oh, no. And and even that, but even that, it was something that I was like low-key mad about. <laughs> and, and of course, I didn't say anything, but I was like, mm, why are you, uh? But now, whenever I see it, it's like, aw. Like, it's like a physical reminder of, like, time, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a book that's Aww. been loved. Like, like a yeah. physical my- imprint. Right. My Harry Potter copies are like that. They were the kind of thing that like, especially in, when they were coming out, yes. like, I yeah. carried them everywhere. I threw them in my backpack. Mm. I had them in my desk and my lockers at school. So they're like real beat up. And now being a bookseller and knowing people that are like collectors and being like, oh, my, my books are in terrible condition, but they're in terrible condition because I love mm-hmm. them. You know, yeah. like, I well, had to take them everywhere. My Prisoner mm-hmm. of Azkaban has a has a big red stain on it. Why is it the third volume of both? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I was just gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> Volume three oh, is your shit. downfall. Hmm. 
Three is uh, not your lucky num- number, friend. <laughs> no. No. Hey, what's up? I'll leave you alone forever now. You know this one girl with hair like this? Yes, that's Ramona Flowers. She's out of your league. You know her? Tell me now. She just moved here, got a job at Amazon. I have to order something really cool. Scott, are you waiting for the package you just ordered? Maybe. Scott Pilgrim? Hi, I was thinking about asking you out, but then I realized how stupid that would be. That's okay. you just need to sign for this, all right? So do you want to go out sometime? I say yes, will you sign for your damn package? So yeah, 8 o'clock? Come to this Battle of the Bands thing. You have a band. Yeah, we're terrible. Mr. Pilgrim! I'm Ramona's first evil ex-boyfriend. What? Wait, we're fighting over Ramona? Didn't you get my email explaining the situation? I skimmed it. Mm Mm-mm. What was that all about? If we're gonna date, you may have to defeat my seven evil exes. So what you're saying is we are dating? I guess. Does that mean we can make out? Sure. Prepare to feel the wrath of the League of Evil Exes. Ramona dated twins. At the same time. If you want something bad, you have to fight for it. Step up your game, Scott. Break out the L word. Lesbian? The other L word. Lesbians? What are you doing? Getting a life. You want to fight me for her? Why on earth would you want to do that? Because I'm in love with her. Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Maybe next time we don't date the girl with 11 evil ex-boyfriends. Okay. Oh, that's not that bad. The 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 trailer for this for Scott Pilgrim, I rewatched it and 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 so there's in my mind there's always two trailers there's the one that doesn't have Invaders Must Die and there's the one that has Invaders Must Die. Yeah, well, and, there's the I think there's just the one trailer technically, but then there's an international trailer with like a narrator that's ooh, really oh. bad and distracting. Um, because there's one that starts with Ramona by Beck, and it's supposed to be like you think it's a romantic movie. Right. But then it's a fight movie. Right. Know? Yeah. And That's the I domestic remember, trailer. Okay. Mm-hmm. I remember reading. This is the one I know. Yeah. 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 Do you guys remember like, I, I, I remember watching it and every, because I, I, back then I was still working for the newspaper. So I was going to the movies like every weekend. And, and mm. I remember every time that trailer would hit, I would be like, like a kid knowing <laughs> that the Beatles was about to play for the first time. Yeah. <laughs> Because at the end of the Scott Pilgrim trailer in Texas, every, you know, buddy in the theater was like, what was that? Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> that hipster shit. <laughs> and I'd be like, you don't know. Were we in the same theater? <laughs> you don't know anything. <laughs> and it, I remember watching that trailer for the first time at home. It mm-hmm. came up on, on Edgar's blog. Yeah. And it played 
And the first time that it played and it got to the end, I literally, I was, I, I was living with my mom cause I was, I was getting off of a really bad breakup, uh, my NV mm. Adams. And I, I just screamed. I would just go, I just went, ah! <laughs> and, then, and then my, my mom ran into the room. What, what, what? <laughs> And I was oh like, Scott Pilgrim. And she was just like, I don't, why would you do this? I don't. And One I of those was your name. It. Yeah. And I just watched it over and over and over again You're because I just could not handle my shit with that trailer. That sounds like me in the Thor 3 trailer, honestly. Uh- <laughs> um, yeah, man. I, the, my weird, my weird heart ones. Um, are the Watchmen trailer, like that first Watchmen trailer. Mm. Uh. I just remember that feeling of like, oh, there's no more rules anymore. They're making a Watchmen movie. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, totally. (laughs) And and I I can still watch that and get nostalgic, even though I have conflicted feelings about the movie. As that goes doubly for the first Superman Returns teaser. Oh, yeah. The the eyeball bullet? Yeah, yeah. The one that that that. uses John Williams' score. Mm-hmm. And Marlon Brando's like narr- like voiceover. Mm-hmm. I remember feeling like, oh, this is going to be the best movie ever, and I was very <laughs> wrong. But uh, <laughs> still fond of that trailer. Yeah, yeah. No, I love that Scott Pilgrim trailer. Um, it still it still holds up as a really really great trailer. So I I, I have a, I have a question for each of you. What what did your friend slash social circle think of the movie as it was coming out? Because I'm fascinated. I, I I just think the movie was like a little bit ahead of its time or maybe marketed by people who weren't sure how to do it yet, you know? Yeah. And I, I, so I, I, I guess I'm curious what like, what was the environment when you guys were kids, you know, back in 2010? <laughs> hmm. The people that I saw it with, we'd all read the books. So we were like, there was like a general sense of like, we don't know how we feel about this slash disappointment. But like, all mm-hmm. of my college friends, um, they, because it was the summer, so I was home for the summer. All my college friends went to go see it because I was like, these books are the, so good, like, please read them. And they saw the movie first, so they really, like, were super hype about it. So when we went back to, when I went back for my last year of college, we were talking about the movie, and I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't really know how I felt about it. And then all my friends were now just, like, super into Scott Pilgrim. Um mm. So I think it does, I think it, and I, I don't remember seeing the trailer, but I literally just watched it and I don't like it. So, yeah, really? yeah. <laughs> I was like this. Yeah. Like, how do you, how do you, how do you sell this movie? It's, you know, it, like, to me, it was like super lackluster because now I love the movie and yeah. now like watching the trailer, knowing what I know about the movie, it's, it feels like they were trying to pass it off as like not another teen movie or whatever. Yeah, like it's on like Donkey Kong. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. and that's not my thing. I mean, I know Scott's into like the high school teen stuff, but like <laughs> that's not really my bag. In a John Hughes way. Yeah. yeah. See, for In me, a respectful for me way. though, it was, it was that. He's not just driving past. For me, it was that song. I mean, that's the song time to like the the sword fights. Mm-hmm. And oh, the yeah. Dun, 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 yeah. Like that, 
fucking blew my mind. I, I was, I, that's the thing that got, got me like, <laughs> like screaming <laughs> watching it because it was, it was so cool. It's so cool. Yeah. So for me, I, I'm, I have it up right now because I didn't watch in prep. So I'm just kind of watching Same. the background right now. <laughs> and uh, I, I'm watching this and I'm like, oh, hey, like, oh, yeah, like Michael Sarah. And I'm like, okay, this is interesting. Okay. Uh, all right. All right. And the moments you see Ramona ring the doorbell and you see that ding dong. And that's the first sign that this is a different movie and that, mm-hmm. Oh, this is going to be a movie where words fly at the screen and yeah. uh, it's going to be a little bit, a little bit odd. I remember thinking, I remember thinking like, huh, that's weird. Okay. And then you see Kim one, two, three, four. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I'm on board with this. This is exciting. <laughs> and yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I dig it a lot. I feel like I'm 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 excited. To me, the movie almost feels like a like it could, it could grow into like a dazed and confused level for me. You know, like I think mm. when it came out, I just remember this was and unfortunately just really hit the wave of like Michael Sarah backlash, which yeah. like was so real at my high school. Because mm-hmm. um, it was just like he's a hipster and he's always always the same in every. Well, that and was the number one complaint about it is that he was a shitty Scott Pilgrim. Sure, um, I remember that. Like of of like book book readers, mm-hmm. they were just like, "That's not Scott Pilgrim. Scott Pilgrim is like a totally different character." He's than supposed to be like guy. energetic and like why right. But then, but then you watch the movie now, and it's just like, what are you guys talking? I feel mm-hmm. like you were putting your Michael Sarah baggage on, yeah, on this exactly. guy because he's like, yeah, yeah. he's not really Michael Sarah y in this. Yeah, movie. and no, I remember no, being no, like, not at all. Yeah, and I remember being in high school, being like, no, guys, like Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist is really good. Like Youth and Revolt. Is really good. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> well, there's there's the uh, the early parts in the movie. I'm always really taken aback by how well he plays a very particular kind of asshole. Um, yeah. Well, you know now that he's just a good actor, so you can yeah. Well, right. Well, when he's yeah. when he's when he's dating knives, and he's mm-hmm. just like he's just like oh, you know, whatever, man. Like I've got a band and blah blah blah, and like he just reminds me of like three guys that were in like. Yeah. The music scene like, that I grew mm-hmm. up in that uh-huh. were exactly like man explaining Donkey Kong to knives, you know, yeah, like Pac Man, Pac Man, but yeah, Pac Man, totally, Pac Man, yeah, yeah. But uh, I, yeah, I was always like blown away by that. And the thing that's so funny too is um, when you hear that criticism of just like, oh, Scott Pilgrim's an asshole in this movie, and it's like, well, yeah, I mean, you act yeah. like. You act like yeah. you act like they don't they didn't know that. Literally, Nega Scott, Nega Scott is a really nice guy because Scott Pilgrim's <laughs> yeah, an asshole. That's, he was a really great like, dude. That's we're gonna go get brunch. He knows. I mean, like the, he, everyone making yeah. the movie knew that Scott Pilgrim was a dick. Literally, in the, movie. the first like, words uh-huh. of the book and the movie are Scott Pilgrim is dating a high schooler. That's all you need to know about this asshole. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah. Right. and like, and Kim is is has zero patience, and the the oh. the, the world of Scott Pilgrim does. Not not respect Scott Pilgrim or, no. or put Scott Pilgrim on a pedestal. He no. is constantly undervalued and constantly ignored. And it's one of my favorite parts, especially of the books is, you know, when he goes to a party, people are like, Oh, Hey Scott, I haven't seen you like in seven months. Are you still dating a high schooler? Like just not <laughs> anyone's uh-huh. favorite person. Yeah. Everyone else f- is always talking about Scott every time he shows up somewhere. Like yeah. mm-hmm. they all have their conversation. Like he's not even there. And it's, oh, it's great. And we all do have like those friends that we just, we're like, I love, I really love this person, but I think I'd say mostly negative things about this person. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) 
I, a few weeks back when I watched uh, Scott on the uh, Scott Pilgrim on the big mm-hmm. screen again, I was uh, for so one of Alamo's movie parties. Oh, great. And so what they do is they, it's a quote along. They do uh, yeah, so you, you can quote along with the movie. They give you these like light light up sticks. They do they have uh, special light effects there, and you can also they also give you coins at the beginning that you throw at uh, every time <laughs> one of the evil exes dies. Oh my god! It's perfect. So it's much great. fun. It is. I love ridiculous, that. and it was at their their downtown theater, and their downtown theater has two screens. Uh, one of them is a uh, small screen, uh, and that's when we were watching Scott Pilgrim on. The other one was playing Phantom Thread seventy millimeter. Jesus, <laughs> so wow, not, not dissimilar <laughs> movies. <to be> <laughs> so we were we were there. First off, I was uh, I was there because uh, my friend was hosting that night because you. Uh, for all the movie parties, I always have a, the host there to kind of introduce and tell everyone, you know, this is how this works. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he was there. And then one of uh, another one of our friends was there. He was there to do the intro for Phantom Thread. So we were later on, we found out first off that they could hear in the in Phantom Thread, they could hear every damn thing that was happening in Scott Pilgrim. Sure. Such a quiet <laughs> <Of course>. movie. <laughs> <laughs> and such a loud movie and a quiet movie right, next right. To each other. <laughs> uh and then on top of that so i was uh, at the beginning of the movie they always ask like oh who's seen this movie for the first time and the the girl who was sitting right next to me she it was her first time seeing this and uh you could tell she i think she had been brought by a friend or someone and she wasn't i, I feel like she wasn't quite sure about it and i think about like two-thirds of the movie she just goes God, he's such an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> and, I just, and I just laughed. It wasn't like a joke moment. I think it was like maybe uh, mm. it, was, it was just a moment that was a, a, even a quiet moment in the movie even. And I just start laughing right. because I heard what she had said. That's amazing. <laughs> and this poor girl is just like having this realization that Scott's a dick. And I'm like, you, <laughs> yeah, that's kind of the point. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and it really, it really was like. I, I I remember it not just being like. Of course, it's a movie I love, and it's a movie I think about, and it's a world I think about. But as someone who is still ten years later, and no, no, eight years later, Nick, eight eight years <laughs> later, um, still still cracking away at, at, at wanting to be a filmmaker, it's because of those photographs. And those blog posts and those videos that I was while also like watching on Edgar Wright's blog because I was like, there's no cooler place to be than a movie set. And this is visual proof. Look at this. You get mm-hmm. to hang out with cool people all day, like like freaking Anna Kendrick and Michael Sarah. You get to go to Toronto. You get to film stuff. You get to make music with Beck and <laughs> and uh, friggin metric. And this is insane. I want to do that. I'm going to do that. Mm-hmm. And like there's – to me, there's no greater purpose in my life. I mean, that's not true. But you know what I mean? It's so cool. To be, why would you not want every movie you make to have that vibe, to be that cool, you mm-hmm. know? And I, I just remember that really being like a, like a North Star moment. Mm-hmm. It's a miracle this movie exists. It's super totally crazy, honest. Balls. And we should – look, I know it's super easy to, to – um, villainize or antagonize studio people 
but holy shit. (laughs) No, Universal, Universal almost like, I mean, these movies were five years apart, but Universal is responsible for both Serenity and Mm -hmm. this. Yeah. Wow. And both movies caught, they both movies, they threw $60 million at something that should not have been made and got made (laughs) because they knew that it was going to make its money on DVD or whatever. Um, and luckily both of these movies came out before VOD was like a real thing, mm-hmm. uh, because they probably you, still wouldn't have broken even by then. Yeah. Where you could buy like the super Buco deluxe version of Serenity uh-huh. mm-hmm. with right. like eight different uh-huh. Joss Whedon commentaries. Right. Exactly. A few years after the movie came out, I remember Brian Lee O'Malley had a tweet. He said, I will never forget the time that Universal made a really expensive commercial for my books. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fair, fair. <laughs> that is fair. That's fair. Um, all right. Well, let's let's talk about uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the animation. Speaking of things that mm. I kind of can't believe exist. Yeah. Right. Um, so this was the thing that uh, Adult Swim put out uh, in conjunction with Universal to promote the film as it was coming out because they were literally just like, "Who is our audience for this?" <laughs> <laughs> late, late night stoners watching cartoons. Okay, let's put yes. it there. <laughs> um, they're not they're, wrong. Yeah, they're not wrong. Except for late night stoners that are up late watching cartoons don't typically go to the theater to see movies. So I remember my my nephews were at this point very young and they were watching like Nickelodeon, mm-hmm. and I was over at my brother's house and I saw a Nickelodeon daytime ad for Scott Pilgrim versus the World. That was like, it's like a video game. It's like a video game. Look, the girl has pink hair. Look at that video game, Dr. <laughs> Kong. Holy shit, we're really doing this. And I, I, I just, I remember that being like, oh man, this thing might not be coming out alive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This He's is a right. difficult movie to market. I mean, it's going to be a midnight movie forever, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah. I don't know how you convince somebody to go see a movie like so, this. So this so Scott the animation is quite it's quite literally like a a straight to page to screen adaptation of mm-hmm. a if I'm not mistaken, a prologue to volume three. Uh like the, two. Like, like a cold open volume two. volume two. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's uh it's basically like high school Scott Pilgrim and it's like the how she met how he met Kim Pine and another character that will be coming back in volume four. I don't know we're not talking about the books, but uh Lisa Miller. <laughs> Lisa Miller, who's important in the comics, but very important important in the comics, does not make an appearance in the movie. And and also, it's important to note that this this, and I I was my mind was blown when they mention it, but this animation is brought up in the movie. Like Scott references it to Ramona, where she where he Mm -hmm. says he's like, "Fine, I had to fight a million guys to get her, and I I I kicked the guy so hard he saw the curvature of the earth." There, are you like happy? This purple suited dude, and I had to get through ninety six guys <laughs> yeah. to get to him. <laughs> right, right, yeah, right. yeah, and and uh, you know, if you're just watching the movie, not knowing, you're just like, that's a weird thing to say. <laughs> but I watched this animation, like, I was like, right. oh my god, that is he what happened. Telling mm-hmm. the truth, <laughs> that, yeah, yes, oh, it's so good. Yeah, it's so good. Uh, but yeah, no, the animation's good. Michael Sarah does the voice of Scott. Um, the only thing that is slightly off putting about it is that. Uh, I know people because they changed Envy Adams' hair color in the movie. Mm. I know people who thought that was Envy Adams. That Lisa Miller oh. changes her name and becomes Envy Adams, and that's right? Because Envy Adams in the book very famously has like red hair, right? Okay, right. I just did some fact checking. By the way, Lisa is mentioned one time in the movie. Holy oh, shit! Yay! Now we get to Wait, talk about she her. Is. She's 
She's when? At, at the party where he first uh, he <gasps> first sees that Ramona. That time with Lisa. That time with that Lisa. That time with Kim. Oh. That, yes, that time you, you're right. right. You're so right. Julie brings her up. That's right. Oh, yep. I forgot Miller. about that movie canon we'll cast her when we get to that line uh, yeah no man uh i remember i remember one of the early bonding moments scott and i had as internet buddies was our our mutual affection for the underappreciated i think lisa miller mm-hmm. um, everyone was all about ramona and knives and we were both like yeah but lisa yeah miller. but like I mean, team kim like I will protect kim forever <laughs> well, yeah, well, awesome. Aww, well yeah but kim. yeah but i don't want kim to be with scott no I want Kim to be with no. me. No, that's a terrible. <laughs> I want Ramona to be with me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and I, uh, and Lisa, Lisa Miller, voiced by veteran voice actress Mae Whitman. Uh, oh, I yeah. know that. Oh, yeah. yeah Lisa Her? Miller was Mae Whitman. Yeah, who also, of course, movie. plays. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's uh, Roxy. Yeah, Roxy and Katara. From yeah. Avatar. Oh my god, I know. I found that out not that long ago. I was like, oh my god, I love what? this. And April O'Neil <laughs> on TMNT. Oh my god, I had no idea. That's amazing. Uh, <laughs> yeah. She's the Duff. Awesome. <laughs> and the Duff. Um, <laughs> but uh, that wasn't yeah, a no. pot shot. The Duff is a good one. <laughs> I wasn't dunking on the Duff. <laughs> it's a terrible title. Um, <laughs> I I saw it, it means nothing. You have to see the movie to know what it means. Yeah, the terrible title. That's dumb. <laughs> anyway, it's so duff. So uh, yeah, so it's, it's high school Scott <laughs> gets in a fight, an awesome fight. Yeah. Um, the day he gets to this new school, right? They're literally using the exact dialogue from mm-hmm. the books. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, and that's one of the things that's a little distracting about it. Is like there's certain points where. They yes. make references to things that I'm like, that's that's not the movie. That's the book. You're referencing <laughs> mm, things yeah. from the book. That's also, how distracting. do you, feel, how do you guys feel about that in the movie? There are like a bunch of moments in the movie that even the dialogue is directly lifted from the books. I, oh, I don't mind about like that. that. It's from it. No, no. I feel like in the animation, I think they lift dialogue that contradicts stuff that happened in the movie. Oh, Okay. Yeah, I, for, I forget what it was. I didn't. There's, uh, there, there are. I remember. <laughs> I even, wish I had. I remember watching it the first time and even thinking that there were some moments where the comic dot, like what looks good on the page, doesn't sound good in the ear. Like, mm-hmm. uh-huh. like even Allison Pill really couldn't make like, yes, Scott, oh yes, work. <laughs> you know, because <laughs> she's like, do I? Am I still Kim Pine? Am I like swooning? Like, what do I do? Mm, yeah. And like, it's just one of those things that I'm like, oh yeah, that in my head, I could just kind of. Make that work. Uh, yeah, not Allison Pill also mm. uh, plays Kim Pine in this. I'm surprised. Yes. I am honestly surprised that Adult Swim didn't try to like snipe Brian Lee O'Malley for an animated series of some kind. Yeah, I oh, would I would watch hella that. watch. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, not not even necessarily so bad. <laughs> not even necessarily Scott Pilgrim, but just like you know, like oh, the would've... way that the way that Nickelodeon sniped Jonan Vasquez, and they're like, "Do a cartoon yeah. for mm-hmm. us, I Johnny 100%. the Homicidal Maniac guy," and he's like, Again, "Let's like... do this weird alien dog robot yeah. thing." Yeah, like, yeah. Okay. Like, doesn't have to be doesn't have to be Scott Pilgrim, but I would just say like, just do a high school show, just do mm. a, do a, like a Hey Arnold like high yeah. school like Clone High thing. Totally. Mm, that'd be oh, so clone good. high. I miss that show. <laughs> yeah. Netflix should get him to do a animated series. Like a, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, is he doing anything other than he, sc- he's, he's working on his now? next like saga? 
right? The um, first volume comes out this year. It's a trilogy. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Ooh, I need to get my That's hands on called Worst that. World. Yeah. Yeah. Worst World is what it's called. Um, but yeah, like I'm a fan of this. I think it's really funny. I think it it's such a fun little treat for book fans because it's literally just the the book animated. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And yeah, and I think it, it nails the humor. It's yeah, it's just a super effective little thing that I think, you, yeah, you can go back on YouTube now and just watch it free of it being. A yeah. Ultimately oh, you know what's advertisement, but yeah, you, you know, what's sort of what 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 uh, I think the thing that contradicts is like he dump he doesn't dump Kim. He moves to Toronto and like leaves her behind. And we're supposed to assume that that's why she's mad at him later. And I'm yeah. like, that wasn't even his fault. Yeah. Like, his and it's like moved. a super and it's a very emotional. I remember really digging the the Kim side of those flashbacks in the comic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you you really see like oh the the pain, the pathos that is she's hiding uh, you know all that and right. I think, oh that sucks that it kind of underserves that. But mm-hmm. it yeah, it's like it's two it's 3 minutes. Right. Yeah. No, it's it's yeah. really it's a really fun watch as long as you see it for what it is, which is an animated section from the comic book and not a prequel to the mm-hmm. movie. Yeah, and it and it is a great idea because it is so separate. It's the one thing in the movies that's the books that's separate from everything else. Right. Mm-hmm. Definitely, so I really like it. Fan. It's good. I do too. It's a lot shorter than I remember I like it being. Miller, so. I didn't even yeah. know it existed until like today. Oh, cool! Oh, yeah. So, so what were your I what watched were your, what it when it premiered? Um, I it just makes me want the entire series animated like this. Uh, I would mm-hmm. watch a Scott Pilgrim TV show, like we've mentioned before, um, mm-hmm. and it just makes me want to like pick up the books again because like the dialogue doesn't—it's yeah. kind of clunky, but I think that's part of its charm uh, mm-hmm. in some spots. The the movie does Ramona's flashbacks in the same kind of way. Whenever she's talking about—I think the couple times that she's talking about her exes when Scott's fighting. Uh-huh. Yeah, punching the moon, the Matthew Patel stuff. They like animated sections directly from the mm-hmm. book, and I yeah. think that the, all of those are really like really well done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd watch. I'd watch a series like that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think they should do that. I what did what did you what did you say? I had something to say add to what you were saying, Cass, and I don't remember what you said that struck me as like, oh, I need to comment on that. I don't know. <laughs> Way to go, Gary. Sorry. Well, she said she wanted an animated series and then said something else. And then Gary was like, I want oh, an animated the, series the dialogue. <laughs> the dialogue is a little. Oh, yeah. right. That's what it was. Yeah. I was going to say that uh, the thing that the movie adapts better than almost anything else is that it it adapts the dialogue, not directly always, but it makes it feel the way that it feels when you yeah. read it. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. it, it makes it sound natural, but in a slightly Ooh. unnatural way Ooh. so that it feels I can't wait the way we get that. To the Matthew Patel fight. Yeah. It just feels the way that it <laughs> feels. It's very stylized. Um, hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. There's a lot of moments, like, especially because I've been rereading the books over the last like, couple of days. There's a lot of moments in the books, especially in the early ones, where the dialogue is just different enough. And I'm like, you know what? Like, I kind of like the movie dialogue better here. It just 
It sounds more natural. It really is. Mm -hmm. It really is O'Malley like finding his voice. Yeah. Yeah. He wasn't. Mm -hmm. I mean, he was like barely a professional writer at that point. (laughs) That's that's where volume is. It's like because you can tell he's figuring it out. Like, are they? Do they rhyme? Are they singing? Like, he's literally figuring it out on the page. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh man, I have so much stuff for that that Matthew Patel fight that I want to talk about with the dialogue. But we'll get there. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Right. Scott, is there anything else you wanted to cover in this uh, in this pilot? No, um, I. So the the plan going forward is we're going to do one minute of the movie every weekend. Uh, new episodes will come out on Saturday, and uh, we'll cover one minute of Scott Pilgrim, and it'll be the five of us. And if one of us can't make it, maybe we'll have a special guest occasionally, um, probably another host from Dueling Genre, and uh, that's how this will that's how this will go. We Thanks will. For your support. Uh, yeah, we will be back uh, next week with uh, minute one of Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. 